冗談じゃねえよてめえの筋曲げるぐらいなら死んだ方がマシだエイリアンがトンボのもんじゃ生き残るのはヤクザかエイリアンかエイリアンバーサスヤクザおい常よ男だったら背中で語れや Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 42. I'm your host, Colton, and we are a podcast dedicated to not just Gintama, but the、uh, past Viz Media release of Gintama, whether it be telling people to buy it or just making people aware that a manga exists in the first place, because most people don't know that.、Um, so I got a guest, and、uh, I'd like to let him introduce himself. Yes. Hi. You might know me as. Lum Ramayasha or Cartoon X, depending on where you go. I occasionally write、uh, weekly Shonen Jump and manga reviews for the Animation Revelation blog. Otherwise, I'm just a huge、uh, anime manga fan and a、uh, big Gintama fan as well. How, how long have you been into Gintama just out of、uh, curiosity? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a long story. Oh, not, I, got, I, got, I got time. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, as far as just finding out what Gintama is, I mean, I just, I just heard things about it. I just saw, about, saw people really liked it, and I wanted to, and a couple years ago, like、uh, 2012, I think, maybe 2013, I, I don't know, 2012 or 2013, and I was really, I really like, got back into anime and manga after a couple years of just only casually dabbling in it. and... I wanted to check out some more series, and Gintama was one of those series I wanted to check out. So I got the first volume from the library, read through it, liked it,、uh, got a couple more volumes from the library,、uh, read through them, enjoyed them, but、uh, life kind of got in the way. I got, into other, I got into other things. So I did actually kind of put, put the series on hold for a couple years. I saw the Benny Zakura movie, I believe, in、uh, December of 2013. I really enjoyed that, and I was like, oh man, I really need to read and watch Morgan Tom. So, <laughs> but because the anime was already like over 200 episodes at that point, and I have a bit of a problem sometimes getting into like long running anime, like. For years, I wanted to watch Legend of Galactic Heroes, but like it's 110 episodes long, so just starting it was <laughs> a huge psychological barrier to overcome. Yeah, a bit. A bit. I still need to watch that myself. But I'm, I'm always in the mood for manga. I just, somehow I don't have that like, psychological barrier thing for manga, no matter how long it is. So I、uh, continued reading some more volumes of the series from there. And I,、uh, I got to about where、uh, I got to around the、uh, Benny Zakar arc、mm-hmm. in the manga and、uh, really enjoyed that. And then, but, but then I had to go back to school around the time I、uh, got into that. So 
And that again delayed me getting into the series for Man, you should really you should really just stop having a life. I I think I think yeah. I think that's the solution to everyone's problem. Just stop oh, having yeah. a life. Just, just sit just, give just up sit all down. responsibilities and spend days all my days just <laughs> getting into all the anime manga I want for you. Yeah, I wish I wish I could do the same. Sometimes I think that would be nice. All the media I want to read and watch, like finally read the Game of Thrones novels, finally watch The Wire. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, when the anime came back this year, at the beginning of this year, and you know, I was still really, really interested in Gintama, really interested in seeing more Gintama, so I decided, you know, I'll just follow the new anime. I think I know the character. I knew the characters well enough to jump into it because it's it's mostly a comedy series. I, there is continuity, but I think it's it's still pretty easy to jump into in certain points. What? Whoa! You skipped? How dare you? <laughs> That's what other fan would say. Well, to be fit, to, to be fair, when I started keeping up with one One Piece manga, I had not read. Anything past Skypea. I did not read Water 7, oh, man. Peace Lobby, or Trailer Bark, or Sabodi, or Sabodi oh. even. I oh, just oh. went right into Impel Down. Need to, uh, need to, uh, you need to go to the uh, Church of Anime and Manga and atone for your sins, man. What is... <laughs> I mean... I mean, come on! I thought I had a joke there, but that kind of fell flat. So, so how are you... So, okay, you, you've been keeping up with the newer season... Started back in 2015, which which is last year at this point. It's kind of funny. Um, I don't know. So how how much of the series do you need to watch still? Or is I, I like well, so that's, that's how how big is the gap we're talking? I'm kind of interested. Well, actually, uh, back in because I was I I've been I'd been watching the uh, new season and I'd been really enjoying it. I that didn't finally got me to go. Okay, I want to get back. Uh, I want to ca- completely catch up with the series. Mm. And uh, so I decided to get back into the manga around the beginning of September. And then by the first week or so in November, I had completely caught up. Ah, so you've read more of the manga. Yeah, I've read all of the manga pretty oh, so far. I'm keeping up with it now. My, see, I, my condolences, and I only say that because unfortunately a lot... I'm gonna. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but a lot of the like the the overall quality of uh, of uh, online scans for Gintama aren't um, unfortunately aren't very good. Like I, I don't think they got any good until like oh God when was like around around like the end of the three hundreds. I want to say scans for the early stuff. Somehow I feel that around Yoshiwara. It, they really they start to get better, but they didn't really start to get r- really solid until four Davis. Yeah, okay. I I think I can I can agree with that. So what you're telling me is there's still like is so is there still like a huge chunk of anime that you haven't seen yet? Yeah, I've I've seen uh, I mean it's I think I've seen like at least a third of of the of like uh the first season. Or so, like I've seen, ver- I've seen various episodes just all around. I oh man, you, well, I've it, seen we... I've seen basically all of the first uh, fifty. I've seen basically all of the f- first fifty episodes, and then after that, I've just watched re- various episodes. I've been I wanted to rewatch 
and then uh, and that's I'll probably just watch it finish. I've probably just watched the rest of anime just like uh, just watching it piecemeal like that. That's kind of how I uh, watched the Yurisayatsu anime. I read through the entire manga, and then afterwards I just watched the anime piecemeal out of order until I watched until I finally finished it. So 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 wait so wait doc so you're you, so you're telling me you're telling me <laughs> that was a that was a stupid reference. You're you're telling you're telling me that that you you are a fan of Gintama and you and you've read more manga than watched the anime. You realize how rare that is, right? You 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 sir are a unicorn. Oh, I feel very special. I am a special special unicorn. <laughs> I I have found the one piece, guys. I found the one piece. I you guess. made it to Raftel. F- finally, did, Jesus Christ! Take, maybe you did. Maybe you did take over seventeen years to get there. Oh Christ! Don't remind me. Um, yeah. So that's uh, wow. I t- I wish I would have asked you about this going in. That's uh, that is interesting. I've never I've never had a guest like that on the show before. Let let alone met anyone like that. Because usually, there's the whole reason I started the show. Right? Was because um, was because at the time. You know, not a lot of people really paid attention to the manga whatsoever. It was always, hey, how'd you get into the Gintama? Oh, I got into it through the anime. Have you read the manga? It has a manga? What? <laughs> Usually most people don't... I've I've met people who don't know that a manga exists for Gintama, even. So that's when I was like, the manga really needs some spotlight, and I really want to start my own podcast. But wait, there's already a Gintama podcast in existence. Uh, fuck those guys, I want to do my own show. So yeah... That's part of the reason I wanted to start the show in the first place, is because of uh, because of people who didn't uh, didn't read the manga ever, and kind of just completely ignored it. I don't know how I feel, but it makes me feel a certain way. How I got a, I got somebody on here who's read more of the manga, so that's so that's interesting. Okay, huh? I I still don't know how to take that. Like that's 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 like a new experience for me. Um, so this episode's gonna be pretty cool. I don't even think I explained what we're doing on this episode yet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think I might have mentioned it on the last episode, but, uh, we are gonna be covering our first multi-chapter arc. And by that I mean something that's longer than three chapters. It's like seven chapters, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Mm, we're not gonna... We're, we're not gonna be doing all that in one episode, because if we tried to, I would want to put a bullet through my head i'm not gonna lie seriously i can't i can't i can't do all of that in one episode you don't want to do a five-hour podcast like the latest uh one piece podcast oh, look i love the one piece podcast and i i love listening to long podcasts but oh god if i can't i don't want to edit them <laughs> who wants to who wants to edit a podcast like if i had the money if i had all the money in the world i would just pay somebody to edit my own show except for this show this show's kind of my baby i don't let just i don't just let anybody edit the show <laughs> um but no yeah i no i think actually i think the longest show we've ever recorded was just barely four hours i don't think we've ever had a, ever had a five-hour episode yet and i don't think we ever will honestly i think the first three chapter arc we covered was uh memory loss it, arc no no actually Actually, no. You're still wrong. Um, <laughs> it's um, I think it was that not... one was the three hour, three and a half hour one, long one. Maybe it was, but what I'm referring to is the first arc we covered was Harusame, because that's three oh, chapters. Right. right. I, forgot, um, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm understandable that all all that takes up like a single episode in the anime. So I usually forget about that too. But the first, 
the first time we recorded our first three three chapter arc, that took us about six hours to record. And and that was kind of like with breaks and stuff, but still, that took us a long time. So that's why sometimes I kind of dread these longer episodes. Um, and it also doesn't help that I just keep going on and on and on and not getting to the point, but that's fine. That's what podcasts are for. Um, so yeah, we're going to be covering the Umi Bozu arc uh, this episode, and probably for the next two episodes after this. I'm What I have in mind is I... I I think it's I think it's safe to say this is going to be like at least like a three episode coverage kind of thing, probably no more than four. I I want this to at least be as long as um, I want this to at least be as long as how, well, I think how many anime episodes there are. Yeah, because I think this is like four episodes in the anime or something. Yeah, it's so, like three and a half. Like uh, the last chapter is like half of like episode forty three. I think. Is it? I don't... I, I haven't watched that episode in a while, so I don't remember. Yeah, so, definitely gonna be three episodes, no longer than four. That's what you can expect. I'm, 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 I'm kind of figuring out a lot of this as I go, so... Don't be surprised if I change the structure of the show a little bit, like, halfway through. That, that kind of stuff might be coming, but... I, I think for now, we're probably just gonna... We're just gonna stick with the first two chapters of the arc this time around, just to kind of finish off Volume 7... Uh, those chapters being chapter 57 and 58. And then um, probably going to have a life lesson segment afterwards covering both chapter titles. And then we're going to be having our usual anime manga comparison segment of episode 40 of the anime. So I think that's going to be about it. I thought I thought about uh, requesting fan feedback. I mean, not, not that I would not that I would get any, but I, I, I might save that for when we're finishing up. Because honestly, I think we... Uh, you know, uh, uh, judging by, like, the 40 minutes we spent talking before the podcast, and then your, you know, just incredibly long story. It's just so long. Um, I, I, not, not, no, not that I mind. I don't care. But, yeah, you know, I, it, I, it looks like we're both gonna be able to talk, uh, long enough just fine. So, <laughs> let's, 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 let's save that for the end of our coverage here. Uh, I did have, like, some thing, some, like, small things I wanted to talk about, but, uh, let's, let's just kind of, let's just kind of, uh, separate the wheat from the shaft. I, I think, I think that's a phrase. I don't know if I said that right, but whatever. Uh, so let's see. I guess something I should probably talk about that I haven't talked about on the show yet is, um, I'm doing, I'm doing manga chapter reviews, which I know out of context, that doesn't sound like anything special. Um, what I, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm sort of covering current manga which is weird because i i the whole purpose of this show is i want people to buy whatever's left of viz's release but you can't really buy current manga because it's not available and you have to read it online and you can't i mean if you want to import japanese volumes you can do that when they come out but it's not like in japanese or if you can read japanese yeah and it's also not like Gintama is being simul-published anywhere, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, you kind of have to use means to get a hold of current manga stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing reviews for, uh, current manga chapters now. I've been, I've been going at that for about a month, I think. I think I've done like four chapters at this point. It's basically just me rambling on. You know, it's nothing structured like life lessons. It's basically, I read the chapter, I set up my mic, I type a few notes and then I press record and I just kind of go on for like 40 minutes and I just kind of put it out there. I barely edit it. 
So if you like listening to me ramble, uh, especially listening to Colton ramble unedited, oh boy, um, you'll get your fill, trust me. I've been enjoying them. Oh, I, I didn't know you've been listening to them. I, I uh, any any critiques? I, I'm assuming you don't hate them. No, I enjoy them. I, okay. I like hearing your I like hearing the your thoughts on the current material because I don't really have anyone to discuss the current material with. Like no one else. Yeah, I me know is up to date. Freaking Thomas. So I like hearing uh, I like hearing uh, an opi- another opinion on what's happening in the manga right now. Oh well, that's good. I'm really glad. I'm really glad somebody is willing to put up with my ramblings. I know I do that a lot. Um, yeah, I. That's also a reason why I started doing these is because I can't. I have I have friends who don't read the manga on Twitter, so I can't really talk about it on Twitter because I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil them. I eat Jay, so <laughs> I I don't really want to spoil people, and I can't I can't be on just a Gintama podcast all the time because that's not really my show. As a reason, that's also a reason I started Life Lessons because I wanted my own show, do whatever I want. So yeah, um, if you're caught up with the manga, um, I am uploading those on the podcast feed, so you should be able to listen to those um, every Monday or Tuesday. Depends on when the chapter's translated, of course. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. Just look out for those. Um, and I think the other thing I want to talk about real quick before we before we move on, because we've already been talking long enough, might as well just get this out of the way. You know, for, for, forget about all those polls. Forget about all the silly little stupid stuff we usually like to talk about. Um, we should probably address the elephant in the room that uh, caused quite a stir on Twitter uh, when this was announced during uh, Jump Festa that uh, Gintama might be ending this year. Uh, the manga, at least. Well, I guess maybe may, maybe the anime too. I kind of feel like the anime is trying to get through the feral Shinsengumi arc and have that finished by the end of the end of the winter season and then the anime will just stop before the spring season yeah yeah um i i wouldn't be surprised if they did that too um it seems like that's what they want to do at least um but yeah uh, the manga could be ending this year i won't go over it too much but basically sirachi had a letter delivered to uh the audience at jump festa which is basically you know this big shonen jump convention that uh shueisha likes to uh, put on every year. It's pretty cool. Usually get some pretty neat tidbits about your all your favorite Japanese comics and cartoons or whatever. And yeah, Sirachi pretty much confirmed himself that uh, Gintama's entering its final arc this year. And uh, a lot of people, depending on you know who was translating his message, took that as, oh my god, Gintama's ending? Oh no, my life is over! Um... I I will not lie. I was I was one of those people, so I can't, I can't really talk. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. See, when Gintama ends, I'm probably going to like actually legitimate legitly cry. Seriously, I'm gonna be really sad. You know, I've I've never kept up with a long running series that I actually enjoy that had the chance of ending. Honestly, like I mean, I I was never into Naruto. Well, that's never, not true. I, not at any point. Actually, I was about to correct myself. That's not true. I wasn't a Naruto at one point, but I eventually dropped it, so I wasn't really with everybody. I dropped Naruto at various points. It's like, ah, no. I, I I dropped Naruto. I think about like three years before it ended or something. I dropped Bleach definitely. I'm still reading One Piece, which 
you know, for you, those of you who read it, um, definitely isn't going to end in the next 10 years. That's still going to keep going until the end of time. And don't even get me started on Detective Conan. That's going to that's gonna last at least, like, 15 lifetimes at this, uh, at this rate. My brother finally got caught up with uh, Detective Conan recently. Like, he watched all the anime, he's read all the manga. Now he's keeping up with the manga. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! He's like one of the fifteen people in the entire world who actually caught up. Holy shit! Yeah, and now he can hold it over my head because we got into the series at the same time. But I've still only seen maybe two hundred episodes, and I read the current manga because, like, it's also not very hard hard to get into. Really, the series because it's because it's episodic mostly. But yeah, there's so many. There's so many gaps. So there's like five. 600 chapters I haven't read and then there's like 600 episodes I haven't read I watched so but dude you better than me I'm on a I'm on a Detective Conan podcast covering current ish anime and I still have like over 500 episodes to watch I'm not I'm not I'm caught up but I'm not caught up but that's another story for another time um so yeah I don't know like I don't see when Gintama ends I'm pr- I'm probably going to do some kind of sappy tribute. Like, I'm just warning people ahead of time. I'm probably going to do something. I'll probably bring on Jay, and we'll probably just go on and on about how much we love it, and we'll probably never shut up about it. And we'll go through we'll go through the good times. I won't say bad times, but the more frustrating times. Because sometimes Gintama is frustrating with its comedy, because, you know, Gintama likes to drag out the joke. Until it's not funny, and then and th- and then it becomes funny again. That's just kind of how it is. That's um, how a lot of comedies are. Yeah, but Gintama's especially frustrating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, that's a thing. I'm gonna be very sad when it ends. Uh, see, the thing is that, uh, and I think I mentioned it earlier, uh, just real quick before we uh, finally get started. Um, uh, the thing is, Sorachi has said it's entering its final arc. But, you know, it, that that doesn't end. It's going to end this year. I mean, it could. We don't know. But there's a there's a chance well, there's it could go on. There's a lot of series that could be ending this year. There's Assassination Classroom. There's Nisa yeah. Boy. There's Toriko. Like, a lot of stuff could supposedly end this year. Yeah, the, like, wouldn't that be fucked if, like, just all of that stuff ended this year? I mean, I Assassination Classroom, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is going to end this year like where the story is now i could easily see it wrapping up in 20 chapters the rest i don't know how long could go on but they feel like they're near the end i don't want to go on this whole other tangent because i could i could go on about nisekoi and how i always think that's ending but it never does and i could especially go on about toriko but i don't want to you have another podcast for toriko Uh, yeah i got another podcast for toriko so yeah um Oh my god! Don't don't get me started on Toriko. Um, I don't I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but you know, like three years ago, at the, like three or four years ago at this point, you know, Bleach announced its final arc was starting, and um, that's still that's still that's still ongoing. So you never know. Gintama could go on for like another five years, but I really doubt it. It's like knowing where the story's going, I won't say anything for for people who you know aren't aren't any farther than where we are on the podcast which if you if you're one of those few people i like i my hat's off to you for keeping up with us for this long but so yeah gintama might be ending we don't know yet we'll just have to see what 2016 brings that's that's kind of the point that's 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 that news in a nutshell so i think we've been rambling long enough um we should get on to the manga 
This is the manga recap for chapter 57, the first chapter of the Umibozu arc. What's the bonbon mean in Whiskey Bonbon? I'm going to assume that this chapter was released in uh, February, because I'm because this this uh, this cover page is very Valentine's Day themed, with a uh, Kagura in the middle of all the of all all your favorite Ginta ladies up to this point, uh, including fan favorite Paco. Totally not Gin. <laughs> um, everybody's just kind of eating their own chocolate. Um, I think some of them have Pocky, some of them have like chocolate bars and stuff, and Kagura has like a chocolate heart. I love Otosi's, like, glare at, uh, Paco. It's like, I can't tell if she's annoyed or disturbed, but I feel like she's saying, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I feel I feel like Otose is old enough to be disturbed by people who cross-dress. Like, like she, like she didn't, she, like, she grew up in a time where that wasn't acceptable, so she, so she, so she's kind of prejudiced about that kind of stuff. I don't know. But isn't she, she's friends with Saigo, right? Yeah, but... She she's called Psycho stuff like monster and stuff before, so I mean I don't know. They probably have. I mean I know they have some kind of camaraderie, but still. But I mean I don't know. I mean you know Psycho usually beats up people who do who call him that kind of stuff. But I'm 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 assuming he doesn't beat up Otose because you know there's kind of a they they kind of have a, like a what do you call it a business relationship? I don't know what you call it. They're mutual respect. Mutual respect, yeah for each other's factions and stuff so yeah i don't know i don't i, I don't know I, I i shouldn't be making such baseless uh assumptions about pro- my favorite female character in the entire series but um what i what i like about this cover page is um i love how like how like how glazed all their all their facial expressions look like they ju- they just kind of like so some some of their eyes look like seem very soulless to me like, like they don't, they don't like try to be cute at all. They're just like, yeah, we're just, we're just, we're just doing a photo shoot, whatever. Yeah, they don't give any shits whatsoever. They really just don't. Eating, they're just chilling, eating their chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's cute. Um, I wish I could find this page in color. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure if I looked or not. Usually, I try to, but actually, yeah, I, I'm sure this page looked pretty good in color. It's a shame that um, that these kind of pages are grade scale. Great scale, grayscaled in the uh, volume releases, but but I I know I know that's because you know it it takes a whole bunch of money to print some of this stuff in color and there's like I think there's like separate rights or something that people have to go through for color pages of manga, which I, I don't know, it's it's a big whole licensing mess I think maybe rarely do I ever see uh, English volumes that have the color pages. I believe iShield 21 actually does have some of its color pages in its volumes. I think, like, one, because there was, like, a full chapter in color at one point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very it's very rare that, like, even in Japanese releases of things even have color pages in them. Still, um, still, still, still in their words. Um, so yeah, that's cute. It's cute. It's Valentine's Day. It's not Valentine's Day yet. Give, give it about a month. Although I went to Walmart earlier today, and they're already promoting it. Oh, of All course. He's ready to sell. Of course. They say Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my God! Of course, of course they are. I feel really stupid for not for 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 not thinking they they wouldn't. I don't know. Stores and holidays are weird. Whatever. I can't. I can't wait to hate Valentine's Day again. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, not, enough of my enough of my hangups with holidays. Uh, so we're gonna start off the chapter finally, and uh, we start off at the terminal, and um, I'm I don't know I don't know what these guys I don't know what their occupations are. I'm going to assume they're like janitors or something. T- terminal is kind of responsible for all of the uh, Amanto uh, transportation, so that's sort of important. But yeah, basically they're 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 basically just checking checking around the terminal and stuff, and uh, they're just kind of they're talking about the new Alien versus Yakuza movie out, which um, it's funny how we're covering this arc around the time a new Star Wars movie is out because I feel like all of this is relevant. Yeah, people talking about a, a new sequel to a movie franchise that it's really they're really hyped about, really excited about, really enjoying. Exactly. And, you know, while they're talking about the movie, they're basically just like, oh, man, what are they, what are they, uh, they expect us to do our jobs in the middle of lunch. I mean, come on, man, I work sucks and all that. Uh, apparently, um, some, somebody found a foreign object attached to, uh, to, to the, to one of the ships earlier. And, um, one of them's like, oh, you don't think it's an alien, do you? And, and, th- and then that's when they start talking about the new Alien versus Yakuza movie. And because they mention Aliens 3, I think, I think the idea is that it's some kind of sequel to the uh, Alien franchise. Like, after Aliens versus Predator, the Aliens fight Yakuza. I won't lie, I, I, would, I would watch that movie because I, I love Yakuza movies. I, I, lo- I love anything with Yakuza and Samurai, so I would, I would watch that. In a heartbeat. Um, and uh, they also mention um, uh, the uh, uh, spo- spoilers. Uh, you know, they mention the death of uh, 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 Riki Takeuchi, who um, I looked up and is a real actor. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's in a lot of Yakuza films. Uh, in a couple, I think, especially uh, the Dead or Alive films. Yeah. Yeah, he he was in those. Um, I think he was in Battle Royale two. I'm not sure if anybody would care about that, but he was he was in the sequel to Battle Royale. Still, never watched those movies. Um, also, try I, I I really wanted to like watch one of his movies before we recorded today, but I couldn't. I mean, it, it's unfortunate because I don't have I don't have Netflix anymore right now at the time, unfortunately. So uh, because of that, I'm Are not. Any yeah, of his movies on Netflix. Well, not like streaming, but I mean, Netflix still has a lot of DVDs in their catalog, which is why I I don't particularly use streaming. Because um, I mean, personally, I I prefer I prefer the DVD service to Netflix because they they just have more on DVD. Like you, unfortunately, you can't they can't stream everything. Unfortunately, you think it, you think they'd be able to, but unfortunately not. Um, I know I've seen one or two of his movies on Netflix, but then again, I don't know. I don't know how many of his movies are available over here in the West, but um, when I get the chance, I would like to I would like to watch some because I guess I guess he's he's a character in like this series of films called like Tokyo Mafia or something something weird like that. Um, and I, th- I think he was a character in um, what was it called Yo Yo Sexy Girl Cop. Oh yeah, I think that's a Sukaban Deka adaption. Oh real okay. Yeah, it's like a. 80s manga from a, based on an 80s manga series. Oh, of course. Like the, I got like the first two movies from uh, Right Stuff a while ago. I still need to watch them. Oh, I did. I didn't know those were on Right Stuff. Maybe maybe I'll order those sometime. Actually, um, 
yeah, I, I really need to watch some of his movies because they they do some of them do look kind of cool. And plus, I love Yakuza stuff so much. Um, but yeah, they're basically talking about spoilers for Alien versus Yakuza, which I I just I just don't feel like it's it'd be right to go over them here because you know that's a big movie right now. So yeah, they're 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 basically talking and well, what 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 do they find? They find an alien. Oh shit! It doesn't. It's not exactly the aliens from the the aliens, but it's 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 pretty as far as rip off rip off designs go. It's uh, better than Frieza's third form. I, I hate you because I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and they're like, ah, it's real! But then, they're freaking out, and then, right then, a man cloaked in a heavy tick coat, wearing a scarf over his neck, helmet, face covered, he lifts up the alien. The alien is already defeated. It is not a dread. And he's like, could you please keep it down? And he's like, I've got a hangover, I feel sick, I came all the way to Earn and I still gotta do work, it's supposed to be a personal trip. I, f- I feel like I'm listening to an abridged series right now. <laughs> well, at the mask man then asked them, are you guys maintenance men? And he's like, uh, that monster... His main body was inside this guy, so apparently there was a um, another monster that was inside the alien that he has. Yeah, there was uh, there was an there was an alien inside of an alien inside of a robot inside of another giant robot inside of another giant robot inside of another giant robot inside of another alien. <laughs> that's that's not a reference at all. Please keep going. So basically, like, oh, the town is in for a rough time. Could you uh, call the police? Tell them uh, Umi Bozu is calling. So he's going to meet with uh, Shinsen Gumi. Oh boy! So um, complete transition here, kind of abrupt. We uh, we go to Odd Jobs Gin. Weird sound effect. Yeah, I don't think that's the sound. I I don't know. I don't know Japanese onomatopoeia. So, I mean, their phone's an old rotary phone. So actually, that that might fit. Maybe I don't that that does kind of sound like what an old rotary phone would sound like. Maybe I don't know, but um, but yeah, uh, somebody's getting a call at Odd Jobs Gin. Kagura answers the phone, and um, someone on the other line is like, "It's it's me, it's me," and she's like, "Oh, who who is this? It's me. Some something terrible happened." Oh, and Kagura's like, "Oh, is this is this Gin Chan?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's right. It's Gin. That guy. Yeah." I'm Gin. Well, totally. He's still sobbing when he's saying that. He's not like, I'm Gin. Herper. I'm, <laughs> I'm asserting myself. L- look, I look. I'm taking creative liberties. That's what I usually <laughs> do on the show. I don't tell you. I don't tell you what to do, buddy. That's no, okay. I don't care. Um, that wasn't funny at all. So, um, so yeah, the guy on the other li- line is like, oh, I, I hit someone with my car. I hit a mother and her baby. And Kagura <laughs> asks him. So, uh, did you put it out of its misery? Which, that uh, sounds like the smart thing to do. And the other guy on the line's like, did I, what? What the fuck? I'm just gonna ignore what you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore that you said that anyway. I need money. Can you help me, please? And Ikai was like, oh, really? Okay. And 
the guy on the other line says, oh, you, you gotta wire money to this bank account, and then, without a second thought, any any questions at all, zooms out the door, and um, we see that the actual Gin is coming out of the bathroom, and apparently he wiped too hard, and wants a washlet soon. And Gin's like, oh, somebody just run out, and Shinpachi says that, yeah, it was, it was Kagura, she was on the phone, and all of a sudden she just kind of took off. And um, Gin's like, oh, we're... Oh, I, okay, I guess she ran out. I wonder what that was all about. Must have been a call from home, Shinpachi says. And Gin's like, yeah, well, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll finally take her home. Maybe they'll finally E.T. phone Homer out of here. I just can't stand her. That's not what she, that's not what he says, but you get what I mean. Uh, it'll be a lot quieter around here. And, um, you know, while they're talking, Shinpachi, uh, talks about what the TV is, uh, apparently reporting on. And it's like, hey, well, forget about that. Hey, you ever heard of the It's Me scam or whatever? They um they call on the phone without saying their name, just saying, it's me, it's me. And, you know, letting the other person on the line assume that it's someone you know. Then they say they're in trouble and, you know, tell them that you need to wire money to their account. And um, and Gin's like, ha, I, I don't care. <laughs> what You ain't going to get me with that. I don't care who's in trouble. You're not getting any money out of me, Shinpachi. You better remember that. I'm not bailing your ass out of jail. um, Or whatever. Who'd be dumb enough to fall for that anyway? Kagura, I guess, but... And then the, the realization. They just both, they both have this, like, see, kind of, their, eye, their uh, eyebrows kind of <laughs> go in for a sec. They're like, and just at the same time, like, oh shit! They don't say it in the vis release because obviously because that would that would be too good. That would be too great of good of a line for them. Yeah, it'd be too funny. It'd be too funny because it's a joke from somewhere. It's very <laughs> funny. But anyway, yeah. So upon realizing that Kagura to- totally has gotten scammed, they uh, run out uh, chasing after her. Sahara is like, hmm, what's going on? But anyway. We cut to the Shinsengumi headquarters, and uh, Okida is uh, asking what's going on. He's asking uh, Umibozu, who's that? What's that? Who's that? And then the other Shinsengumi members uh, are all peeking through a very small opening at the door. Like, uh, they're trying to be sort of covert. They're making noise. They're all crowded up, and they're all trying to get a glimpse at the guy. And it's like, hey, don't push. Let me look too. Yeah, somebody stinks. <laughs> and uh, the anime, they have a very more, a more specific joke, at least in the country world. So it's, but anyway, uh, someone explains to Okida that Umibozu is what they call a sweeper. That and a sweeper is someone who hunts down the most dangerous aliens in the galaxy and cleans them up. Basically, he, he kills them. That. They kind of uh, what what is what is uh, what what is that word? Euthanism, uh, yeah, 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 euphemism, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's basically what it is. And then, but uh, Umi of all the sweepers, uh, Umi Bosu is uh, believed to be the most powerful of them all. And he's uh, traveled across the galaxy. He's fought countless monsters. He has ties with uh, governments and authorities across the galaxy. He's he's uh, he's has quite a reputation. Uh, some would call him a living legend. And so Okida is asking, so why is this guy here? Why is a legend here? 
and uh, someone tells him that apparently uh, an, a very uh, horrible alien has uh, come to Edo, and he's uh, here to hunt after him. And so that, and so uh, then we see uh, Kondo uh, meeting, talking with Umibozu, and uh, thanking him for warning them about the alien and uh, reassuring him that uh, he can handle him. Uh, and then he goes on to uh, say, say it's an honor to meet someone like with uh, as uh, famous as Umibozu, and uh, he's asking him uh, why he come to Earth. Uh, is he here to hunt aliens? And Umibozu is like. You say that like I'm hunting mushrooms. Like it's that uh is that not big of a deal. It's yeah, like like it it ain't it ain't no big thing. It's fine. Yeah. It's just uh it's just an everyday thing, just a hobby. That's just it's just I it's the, it's an errand. It's fine. It's something to do on the way home. Might 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 pick up some groceries on the way too. Just stopping by. <laughs> so um on the next page Umibosu says he's here on an errand and uh, he's pursuing someone much more troublesome than an alien. And uh, Khan was like, "Ah, oh, huh? So someone who even troubles someone like you, Umibosu? It's uh, I bet it's a woman." And holding up his pinky because I guess that's just a thing Japanese do—some kind of weird gesture. I don't know. And I think it's like uh, it's symbolic of like being in a relationship or something. Because I think I think the pinky has something to do with the red string of fate. Yeah, that stuff. Um, but yeah, Umibose is like, yeah, she's a woman, she's a woman, that's no question about that, you're right about that, Kondo. And, um, we go to the, uh, Oedo Trust Bank, and, uh, Kagura is slinging rice everywhere. So, and, uh, one of the bank towers is like, um, excuse, what are you, what are you doing, you are making a big mess, and... Kagura's like, oh, Gin told me on the phone, he'll, he'll get in trouble if I don't throw rice! And the bank towers are like, um... Wait, no. Throw rice? That's weird. Are you sure he didn't mean to to throw to wire money? Because you know, a Japanese pun, an untranslatable Japanese pun, the worst kind. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of screwed that up, but yeah, that's that's um. I am very impressed with Viz that uh, they made such a meta joke. Honestly. Yeah, this is a great uh, rewrite. This is like an Excel Saga quality rewrite. If you ever read the Excel Saga manga, I still need to actually, but um, I know what you mean. I I tweeted about this I think yesterday. Um, I, this is this is the kind of writing I would want to see in a Gintama English dub. This is something like Funimation would kind of do. Like they have kind of done with like a not too extreme, like it's unrecognizable, like Shinchan, but yeah. kind of like what they did with Sergeant Frog, sort of. Yeah, like you know, if in a perfect world. You know, not only would Gintama be dubbed in English, but, you know, the dub would actually be good. And they wouldn't, like, I mean, I get, you know, people wanted to be faithful to the script, but at the same time, you know, when when you're watching the Benny Zakura movie and Gin is like, I don't remember what his full line was in the beginning, but he was like, Warner Brothers, more like the Yoshida Brothers. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What? What? And I'm sure anybody watching the English dub of this isn't going to get what that means either. That that dub really could have used some better writing, I'll be honest. Um, uh, you know, the Bobo Bo dub did some... Because, you know, the Bobo Bo has all this Japanese text always appearing on the screen. And yeah. there's a lot of Japanese puns. Like, the Bobo Bo dub would always, like, uh, make some, like, good rewrites. Like, in episode two, 
they changed the joke because like they changed the joke like Bobo Bo is writing some Christmas le- Christmas letter or something. <laughs> uh, he's entering trying to enter a contest, and and the joke in the original is that he wrote it in like the wrong uh, Japanese scripture because there's like different like writing styles. Yeah, Japanese. yeah. And then they changed the joke in the uh, English dub to like. Oh, I can't. I, I can't understand Japanese. <laughs> I remember that. Oh boy! And to think, my father of all people actually watched Bobobo and actually enjoyed it. Really? And he's and he's over sixty years old. Really? Uh, uh it, but you know, along with other stuff like Monster and Soul Eater. Monster, I feel, would actually appeal to a lot of people. Like if they if they gave it a chance. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know why you watched Soul Eater though. I, I'm going. I'm going to assume it was because there were naked ladies in the tub. But I don't think my dad would ever. I uh, <laughs> uh, would ever admit that. But anyway. Um. So yeah, dub rewrites aside, that that really is something I would like to see in a in an English dub. But that, that's probably not going to happen at this point. But that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's cool. I'm I'm happy with what I have anime wise. Honestly. Um. So while that's going on. The bank tellers at the counter are like, oh, we're sorry about all the noise, you know, just just kind of ignoring that, trying to be as professional as they can. And uh, this person is trying to help out this priest-looking dude, but um, he looks kind of out of sorts. And I'm going to assume it's because it's Monday. You know, you know, that feeling you get when it's Monday, and you're just like, oh, kill me now, it's Monday. Like how everybody is, you know? Yeah. This, this guy's probably having a having a tough day. He's disappointed in his winter break was short, too. He's just like my brother. He's like, I don't <laughs> want to be here. I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> that's that's obviously it and nothing else. So what happens on the next page? Yes. So uh, we see uh, Gumi car outside of the movie theater where Alien vs. Yakuza is playing. And someone's asking, what, what? Did you say Umi Bozu? And then we uh, cut to inside the car. We see inside the car is Hijikata and uh, the bald head Shinsengumi dude whose name I cannot remember. It's um, Harada, I think. Harada. Yeah. So uh, they, they, Harada is crying. Hijikata is not crying, but he's like smoking a cigarette and he's reading a pamphlet for Alien vs. Yakuza. I think it's safe to presume they both saw the movie and it's uh, definitely affected them. And Hirata's like, what's he doing here? And and uh, Kondo is asking Toshi, Hijikata, uh, if there's something wrong. And Hirata's saying, we're fine, we're fine. He really, that movie really, really hit him hard. It was a real heartbreaker, really, real tearjerker. Man, I was, oh my god, I was about to make a Force Awakens joke, but I forgot you haven't seen it, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm just I, gonna... I, I'm already spoiled plenty on the Force Awakens. I know the big, some of the big twists. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I My condolences. Um, ho- hopefully none of you got spoiled about the Force Awakens. You should really go see it before you do, but um, anyway, I'm sorry, please continue. Yes. Anyway, Kondo is saying that we, they really have to act quickly because it's going to be a major problem. It's not just any normal alien that's entered Edo, but a parasitic alien. And upon hearing the word alien, which has been, which in the, pre, in, when Kondo was saying, was bolded for emphasis. Yeah. Hijikata suddenly perks up and they, like, 
floor the car, floor the car on the road, and they're like, "It's all over, alien! Prepare for samurai justice!" They're all hyped up. They're all pumped up. They're gonna go out for this alien. Why? Kondo's asking why. What's going on? Why they're so pumped up? And they're saying, "Takeuchi, we will avenge you." Kondo's asking, who's Takeuchi? Is it someone who's encountered the alien? Takeuchi, we love you! They're basically not even listening to him at this point. They're so wrapped up in avenging Takeuchi. They're so wrapped up in getting revenge and hunting down this alien scum and dibbling out some good old-fashioned samurai-style justice. Oh, anyway, boy. Kondo doesn't really understand what, what they're talking about. They don't under- He doesn't get it, but... He basically uh, describes the what the alien is, and the alien is something that can take over any organism, be it human or dog. Its intelligence is low, but its adaptability makes it deadly. And uh, basically, it's the thing. It is not the alien from uh, the aliens. It's it's basically the thing from uh, the thing. It was the alien inside the alien, inside the robot, it was the, inside the, the thing, other robot. The thing was inside the alien. The thing had taken over. The alien. Yeah. The thing beat the alien. Exactly, yeah. It's emphasis. So I guess we know which one is the better movie mo- movie monster between the two. So, well, the Predator <laughs> beat the alien, so I guess we don't know. I think the Predators beat the alien. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the debate on which is the superior movie monster alien rages on. But anyway... Uh, Kondo's going on and uh, telling the Chins and Gumi some uh, instructions on how to identify the alien. And he says the quickest way to know whether someone's taken over by the alien is that uh, they will will have uh, bruises under their eyes, black circles under their eyes. So he says to go out there and look for a panda. I love how Hijikata is just shaking down this poor drunk man. (laughs) <laughs> like that guy didn't do nothing he's, he's such a victim of circumstance but um but yeah so we go on to the next page and Connor's just continuing oh stop it before it claims any victims find that panda but it's not like a real panda you know what I mean and Okita you know not really doing his job like always it's just kind of watching TV but you know he's watching the news and um and he's basically watching a news broadcast of what's happening in front of uh Edo Bank because uh, apparently that 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 guy from earlier being helped by the bank teller with the bags under his eyes and the priest hat is um, starting to take people hostage now. So that's not good. And Okita's like, "Oh, that's the panda guy." And now basically a lot of the normal Edo police are surrounding the uh, Edo bank, and we got the crowd, you know, talking about what's going on and whatever. Blah, 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 yada yada yada. Yeah, all that stuff. And Ken's like, oh my god, no, we're too late. And Shinpachi's like, you don't mean Kagura's in there, do you? And um, Ken's like, oh, yeah, that's right. She got fooled by the It's Me scam and came to wire the money. But of course, there's no money in my account. So she got mad and probably decided to take it out on the bank, I guess. Oh, no. Whatever. We got to go do something. And Gin, you know, steps steps to the door uh, or front entrance of the of the building, and uh, says, "Oh, I don't think I could beat her. If I don't try to stop her, who will? You know, if her family was here, they'd do the same." And Shinpachi's like, "Oh, Gin, I'm I'm in 
fired. I'll help you too. And uh, they step through the door looking for Kagura and oh no, what's going on here? Well, Kagura is not doing so hot because we see her and she's basically in the clutches of the priest guy from earlier, except now coming out of the priest guy's mouth is like some gooey tentacles, tentacly stuff. And it's like wrapping around her neck and arm. And she's like struggling with it. And the, the guy's head turns around <laughs> and we see that one of the, one of his tentacle things is like teeth on it. Yeah. And he's like, he has like thin glaring eyes, veins protruding out of his head. He's like daring at them. And then, Unfazed, Shimbachi and Gentoki are like, wrong door, and quickly close the door. <laughs> and all the crowd is goes, ah, it's a monster, a monster, and runs away as fast as they can. And uh, Gentoki and Shimbachi don't run, surprisingly. They're, they just stay at the door. Uh, they start talking. Uh, Gentoki says, I guess it's not Progress fault. And Shimazu's like, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, didn't it look like she's being attacked by something? And uh, Gintoki is like, oh, no, it's, not, it's probably not, uh, not a big deal. It's probably just her fodder. It's like her fodder father probably called her earlier and said, come meet me at the bank. And then Shimpaji's like going along with that theory and is like, yeah, and uh, he wasn't like trying to kill her with his tentacle things and trying to like, eat her, consume her. Like, he was just giving her a hug. You know, that's just how they hug <laughs> in their family. That's just how they auto hug. And, you know, now they start, you know, yeah, let, let's leave. We don't want to disturb their family reunion, you know? But before they can leave, someone grips. We have that huge grip sound effect. And we see on the next panel, Kagura now completely, like, covered in slimy, tentacly like monster monster thing oh oh no covering half of her face and she's crying she's like (laughs) rolling down her like left eye like kinchan why didn't you save me and it's like dragging shimpachi and kentoki and and like kentoki and shimpachi are like what and like what? And they like start questioning what that is. They're still trying to think it's their father. It's like, what's that all over you? Is, is it your father's guts? And Kagura's like goes on to talk about the rice and said, "I threw a lot of rice for you. What happened to the mutt with the rabies?" Like she still doesn't realize that she was scammed. But like in Tokyo and are like, they did scam you. So you did fall for the scam. We were right to be worried about you. <laughs> Uh, you got into a pro- a whole other problem that we do not want to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yep. On the next page here, uh, we got we got the priest guy. Still got all this goopy alien crap coming out of his mouth, and uh, and everybody and they're like, "Oh, what's with your dad?" And Cogger's like, "That's not my dad." And why is he vomiting? What's going on? Oh no, I'm being dragged in. Oops, and they're being dragged in, and Cogger uh, still won't let go. And, uh, you know, they're begging to, for Kagura to let him go. But then Kagura spits on Gin's foot and is like, No, you're dying with me. You're going down with we this all, shit. We're all going down together. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, Booby Bozu shows up. 
at the bank and is like, oh, there he is. And Gintoki, you know, kind of reacts. And then uh, he pulls out an umbrella, Umibozu does. So that's uh, that's kind of weird. Doesn't look familiar at all. What's uh, what's uh, what's what's going on, what's going on in the last two pages here? Well, it's not Umibozu one shots the alien monster thing. He like completely obliterates it in just like a single blast. We don't really see what it is at first. We after we see a dong sound effect with uh, Gintoki, Kagura, and Shibashi reacting at the attack, and like what it, what it true he true it like true the monster like all the way to the back of the wall, and then we see that what he true was just his umbrella. All he had to do to defeat this monster was like just throw his umbrella at it, <laughs> and it killed it in one blow. And the, we see the priest guy is, uh, well, the aliens detach from him. It's not in his mouth anymore. It's lying at, below the monster. Uh, he might be all right. Probably not. But uh, anyway, uh, the gang is all, like, stunned. They're, like, uh, they kind of have their, like, mounts gate. They're kind of dumbfounded. They don't really know how to process what just happened. But uh, they notice the umbrella. They notice that it ha- They notice the umbrella. And uh, Umibozu addresses Kagura. He says that he's been looking for her. And so Kagura turns around, and after a brief moment, asks, Poppy? And then Kintoki and Shibachi are like, Poppy? So, so, presumably, this man is Kagura's Poppy, A.K.A. her father. What? Dubstep. So yeah, that's a that's a cliffhanger. Never would have seen that coming. Um, what do you think of the chapter? It's a pretty good chapter. It was. It had some very fun moments with, uh, especially at the beginning with Kagura answering the phone call. And then, of course, uh, Hijikata and uh, oh, I forgot his name again, but Har- their their uh, react their reactions and their gust and how hyped up they get over the uh, Alien versus Yakuza movie. And then, of course, Kintoki and Shimpachi just trying to deny that uh, that like Kagura is being Kagura was is being attacked by a monster and trying to say is is her fodder and trying to justify leaving based on that. And uh it's a pretty good introduction to uh Umibozu. We don't really we he's still all we don't really get to see his face properly in this chapter. He's all cloaked up. Like what he looks like is still a mystery. And the fact that he's using an umbrella was saved like to basically the third to last page of the chapter. So you could guess you could like uh, you don't know what you pro- you probably could assume that he w- was going to meet with uh, Kagura at the beginning of the chapter, but you w- wouldn't you didn't really know if he was a friend or foe. But as soon as you see that umbrella, you get to thinking that hmm is he's probably a Yato, and what's her what's his connection to her? And so it comes as a big surprise, big reveal that uh, this guy is actually her father, and her father is uh, such a renowned figure, such a famous figure. Yeah, I thought this was a good chapter. I don't have much to say on it, honestly, other than it was very funny. 
I thought it made me laugh. Uh, it was a good beginning to the arc. Um, I couldn't imagine reading this weekly because if I were reading this weekly, I'm not sure if I would be like super ultra shocked by the cliffhanger, but I'd still be like, wow, now I got to wait a whole week to see what happens next. I hate this. I hate this manga. I think I would have been satisfied with it because there is a like sort of a complete like little kind of plot told in this chapter with the whole uh, getting scammed thing and the and the alien priest stuff. So like, there's enough content here to be satisfied with the chapter. Yeah. And then the cliffhanger is really interesting and would make me want to come back and see. Oh, what's going to happen now? Where is this going now? So yeah, exactly. I, I liked it. I, I liked it too. It was a good beginning. But uh, yeah, we should go on to the next one. This is the manga recap for chapter 58, Give a Thought to Planned Pregnancy. We continue from where we left off outside of um, of the bank, and the Shinsengumi are all gathered in front of the bank, and Okita's trying to talk to the uh, the culprit through megaphone. He's like, oh, come on out, panda, you have no escape. You better just give up this pointless resistance and come along peacefully, you're... Your your mother's back home crying. What would you What would your mother say if she saw you robbing the banks? She said she didn't raise you to be that kind of alien. And Oki and Yamazaki in the background was just kind of like, well, what what kind of alien did she raise exactly? What what the fuck is the point of all this? And Okita's just continuing. Oh, alien or human? Anyone who makes a who makes his mother cry is a loser. Man, please step out of the car and say something. And they're like. The mother's here? What a twist. And, uh, it's Kondo in an alien suit. And he's looking very misty-eyed, uh, playing the part perfectly, and is like, so oh. into it, too. Yeah, he's exactly. We really captured the character. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, oh, mommy's, mommy's heart is broken, sweetheart. But mommy almost wants to say that she has no son. Oh, the human... <laughs> and, uh, gets run over by a car. Because you know it's Kondo, and that's the joke. And everybody is distraught, and Hijikata's like, Oh, you're dead meat, alien scum! You're dead! You're motherfucking dead! Because, yeah, that's what he totally sounds like. Um, And uh, they, don't, they don't realize that uh, they kind of hit their chief. They kind of hit Kondo. And Kondo is obviously dead, or he should be dead. I mean, but then again, we have arcs later where our main characters can survive being hit by trucks, and, you know, their bones won't be broken or nothing. People are invincible in Kintama until they're not. Yeah, un until a serious arc, then they actually have a chance of dying. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So, somebody's coming out of the bank, and Okita is, uh, getting everybody, uh, getting everybody's bazookas ready to blast whatever comes out, 
And uh, there's a brief moment before uh, before we see what come out of the bank. And coming out of the bank is a middle-aged, the, a stereotypical middle-aged old Japanese man. Oh, man, the worst of them all. The worst alien. He's a thinning, thinning, th- thinning thought at the top of his hair, wearing big, dorky glasses, short mustache, just the stereotypical image of a middle-aged Japanese man. And he's talking to someone. He's like, it's okay. Come on out. I'll buy you something yummy. Do you like chestnuts? And who he's talking to is Kagura. And this guy, this guy is Umibosu. This is Umibosu. This is Kagura's father. This is what he looks like. Wow, he looks so badass. I can't believe it. <laughs> and so Kagura is like, let go. Don't walk so close to me. And, and like, Umibosu concerned. He's like, what's the matter? Are you embarrassed of your father? And he's asking her what part of him is embarrassing, like what he can do to not be embarrassing, how he can fix himself. And like Kagura's saying, it's too late to fix it. And, he's, and, Ka- and he tries to reassure Kagura that it's never too late to make yourself better and for him to make himself better, no matter what how big the problem is. But Kagura tells him, once your hair falls out, it never comes back. Never. Unless you use some kind of hair growth I just, thing. I just, I just imagine Cogger being all like, God, Dad, shut up! I hate you! She's, just, she's like all girls her age. She's a little embarrassed of her parents. Yeah, well, she is. Well, her father specifically. But, uh, anyway, uh, Umibosu just drags Cogger off. She, she's like, she's like, He's literally, like, dragging her. Like, she's... you. Her feet are, like, making, like, some kind of, like, smoke on the <laughs> ground. And, like, uh, a beat afterwards, Gintoki and Shapachi w- walk out of the front of the bang, and they're like, Hey, uh, did I hear you say you have something on me? You know, I, I like just not to let myself. And so uh, they follow after them. The Shin Sengumi are like, Huh? What? 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 They don't really... <laughs> understand what just happened they, they can't we don't see their faces at all either well, we don't see like their facial reactions to it we're left to imagine it <laughs> and it's like i can only imagine they have the most dumbfounded like looks on their faces i mean they're at least they have the same kind of looks uh like like in Tokishin Patch and Kagura had to seeing like Umibozu one shot that alien in the last chapter. They're probably they're probably just pretty checked out at this point, let's be honest. Yeah, they're like uh, we're done. Uh what what's going on? So, so let's go home. Yeah. But uh we see that uh we cut away and it's it's someplace we're like kind of like a sh- I think it's probably like a shopping mall. Probably yeah, just, probably a mall. There's like a clearance sale flag uh flap, flapping over. In, uh, on the front, and uh, we cut to inside of what's uh, presumably like a little cafe restaurant, and like Shimpachi's reacting, Umi Bozu, you mean this guy is Kagura's father? And it's like Kentoki still doesn't really understand what Umi Bozu is. He thinks Umi Bozu was the. He's asking. He asked Shimpachi who he, who Umi Bozu is, the monster or the the bald guy in front of him, and. Uh, Umibosu takes offense at that. He's like, who's bald? I'm just in on top, which technically he is. He does have a little 
thin strings of hair on top on his, uh, on the top <laughs> of his head. Yeah. He might as well be bald, but he does technically still have hair there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one way to put it. So, on the next page, uh, Gintoki's like, oh, well, or, it's either, I think it's Shinpachi. Shinpachi's like, oh, well, Umibozu's the toughest alien buster in the galaxy. He only bothers with the deadliest monsters. And, uh, Gin's like, oh yeah, I've heard of him. The bald janitor guy. And Umibozu's like, no, it's sweeper, not a janitor. You, use it, use the more politically correct term, please. Um, stop calling me bald. And Ubibozu's getting ready to, like, beat the shit out of Gin. He's like, um, hey, this guy makes your daddy mad. Can I, can I kill him, please? I hate him. And, um, uh, Kagura's like, oh, you should call yourself Umibaldo. Ha, 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 ha. Definitely probably a rewrite from Viz, but, um. I like, actually like it better than what Crunchyroll uses, but. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But Ubibozu's like, yeah, oh yeah, just. That's just, that's, that's what I want to be called. Yeah, I love that name. And, um, uh, Kagura is, uh, introducing, uh, Umibozu, her father, to her friends. You know, the, the stupid four eyes is Shinpachi. And, uh, the stupid fuzzy headed guy is Gin. And they're both like, Kagura, why you gotta bust balls? Why, why, why you gotta call us stupid? That's not nice. And, um, Kagura just continues, oh, these are the guys I look after on Earth. Now, now say hello. And Umibozu pushing up his glasses definitely looks very annoyed and, um, and says, Oh, I, I know your type, referring to Gin. You plan to use my daughter's awesome power for your own evil purposes because, you know, she's a Yato and Yato have a reputation of being used, unfortunately. But he's also just a very overprotective father. And well, that too, yeah. About protecting his little girl from mysterious, flaky guys. Yeah. And, uh, Kintoki's like, um, excuse me, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use her for evil purposes, you know, like, like, oh, like how I'm gonna use your head for a cheese grater, maybe, because your hair, and that's the joke. I kind of fucked up that read, but whatever. Um, and, uh, Gin's like, and who are you to talk after you just kind of abandon her? I mean, excuse me? And they just kind of keep arguing, and Umibose is like, what? I've, I've been hunting for my daughter very feverishly ever since I took my eyes off her for a second, and she just, she just disappeared. And Gin's like, well, girls, girls at this age are difficult, and they're as fragile as a glass sculpture. And Umibose is like, oh, well, your brain's as fragile as a glass sculpture. Bam, come back. And, uh, you know, sure, you talk big with your big hair. I'm, I'm wait till your hair falls out. I hate your hair. And he just keeps getting mad. And is like, oh, well, I'm not gonna leave my daughter behind with some big haired hands like you. I, I don't think, I, whoever wrote this dialogue kinda messed up there a bit. I don't know what was, what? Yes. I'm taking Kagura home with me is what I'm trying to say. Those were all of Umibozu's lines, by the way. That's how it's that is how it's written in the manga. I don't know what Viz is doing. That wasn't me at all. None of my liberties whatsoever. Mm. The joke the joke's dead. It's six feet under at this point. Um But anyway, yeah, so enough of that. So Kagura kicks the shit out of Umibozu and he lands on Gin. He's like, um, I am my own woman. You don't get to decide that for me. I like Umibozu's line. Next line, like, there's no excuse for domestic violence. Yeah, especially the way he, like, pr- pronounces it in the anime. Oh, there's no use for domestic violence! <laughs> <laughs> and, 
I also love how Sirachi forgot to draw Umibozu's hair in this panel, and now he's actually bald. I just noticed that just now. <laughs> that's, that's Maybe that's funny. why he's like act, he's like actually bald in later appearances. I don't... Yeah, because Sirachi keeps forgetting to draw his hair. That's probably it. He also gets rid of the glasses. No, his glasses are still there. Really? Oh, oh you mean like later? I don't know, actually. I think he does. Yeah, later on, in his later appearances, Umibozu doesn't have glasses. Like, this arc, he still he has glasses, but, like, afterwards when we see him, like, they, he's not wearing them. Yeah, see, that, yeah, I, yeah, okay, that makes sense, because when I, when I was rereading this the other day, I, w- I was kind of confused as to why he had glasses, because, yeah, I, I was sure I didn't remember him with glasses later on, but, yeah, okay, huh. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about just that. Yeah, just like with Gintoki and his goggles, like, they're in the first few chatters, then they're, like, gone. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's hard to draw those things. But yeah, so they just continue. And yeah, like you said, Umibosu says, Oh, Kagura, there's no need for violence. What's gotten into you? And Kagura's getting ready here to, to fight, it looks like, and says, Well, I left home for a reason, Pappy, and I don't interfere in your life, so don't interfere in mine. I came to Earth by myself, and when I'm ready, I'll go home by myself. So she's kind of standing her ground here. And then, uh, please continue. And so then uh, Umibosu and Kagura start to have a very, like, kind of serious conversation about uh, where Kagura should stay. And, like, Umibosu's, like, puts on his glasses again. He's like, Kagura, a family is like a bird's nest. A bird can't go flying forever. There's no nest to go home to. She'll fall to ground one day. Basically, she, uh, he wants Kagura to have, like, a stable home. A good home, like, where she can mature and grow up in. But, like, Kagura retorts, like, saying that Umibozu should practice what he preached because he's pretty migratory. He goes all over the place. And she thinks she doesn't need, like, a nest eater. She can just, she's fine with a perch. She's, that's enough with her. That's enough for her. And, like, but then Umibozu asks her, what, what's so special about this perch? What, why does she need to be here? And Kagura says, well, what's so great about back at that nest? Why do I need to be there? And I'll go where I want to and where I want to. And Umibozu now is not getting a little frustrated. He's not going to take any of that. He's like, that's no way for a child to speak to a father. Kagura gets a little serious now, too. I love her expression at the bottom this page yeah yeah and she retorts you think i'm still a child baldy and there's a very tense moment of silence here and chimpachi and kentucky kind of pick up on this and they're kind of they kind of know what's coming chimpachi is asking again uh are you set are you feeling what i'm feeling uh something pretty bad's about to go down and Kentucky's trying to preemptively calm them down. It's like, hey, why don't we just, why don't we sit down and, but he's interrupted because Kagura and Umibozo jump out the window and begin fighting each other. And uh, as uh, Kentucky and Jamachi just watch them leave. Oh boy. Oh man. They're gonna fight. They land on the roof. Kagura's going after Umibozu, and they're clashing, and then we go back to the scene of the crime. So yeah, that was that was kind of a very abrupt inter uh, way to interrupt the fight, but whatever. Um, 
They go back to the bank. The Shinsugumi are investigating everything, and Kanto is still in the alien suit. And um, basically, you know, Hichikata is telling the Shinsugumi members to, you know, remove the alien carcass uh, carefully. But Okita asks Hichikata, you know, what he wants to do with this alien corpse. Like, what does he want this nasty thing for? And Hijikata says that the uh, immigration officers told him to bring it in. Some VIP wants it. Hmm. Uh, you know, you think they'd be able to find something else better for it to do with it. And um, they're just like, oh, is this the kind of monster that Umibozu always fights? You'd have to become a monster yourself. And to think uh, he's that China girl's father. He doesn't exactly look like the family type. And Kondo, you know, trying to be serious in his uh, alien costume, which, which isn't working. I can't take him seriously. But uh, goes on this whole big thing about how uh, how uh, a man may have two hearts in him. One, the heart of a father who seeks to protect his home and family, but also the heart of the hunter who leaves that home in search of prey. And, um, you know, in Umibozu's eyes, Kondo saw the hunter, but even more, he saw a beast. Kondo says that he can't even, he, he, he can't ever really see him finding a peace, uh, finding peace at home. And, um, uh, Kondo also says that he's afraid that Kagura has known a great disappointment, uh, a lot of, very heavy foreshadowing here, but uh, it looks like we cut back to the fight, and then and then what? And then a uh, large doom as a huge uh, shock shockwave explosion like happens on top of the top of the building, and then spectators take no notice of it, and they're like, "My God, what are they? Are they even human?" As uh, Kagura and uh, Umibosu lunge at each other midair, and technically they aren't. I mean, it depends on how you define human, but they're not. Humans from Earth, they're Yada, so they aren't human in a certain sense. But anyway, uh, Umibosu and Kagura like uh, continue their like uh, discussion while fighting, and Umibosu is like, "Do you think I'm going to let my unmarried daughter live with a man? That's how girls get in trouble, you know." He, like I said, he is a very protective, concerned parent. Yeah, but Kagura uh, tells him that. If she's not that kind of girl, she wouldn't get into those kind of that kind of trouble he's referring to. And she also kind of calls him out on uh, some hypocrisy here because she goes, "And anyway, isn't that how you married mommy?" And Obozer's kind of like we don't see his like uh, his rea- his facial reaction to that, but he's like surprised that you know uh, her Kagura's mother told her that, and then uh, Kagura basically says that you should practice what you preach and since you don't you have no right to uh, tell her what to do but Umibosu tells her tells uh, her that you know he's not going to let her make the same mistakes he did and so he knocks her to the he knocks her to the ground pin he doesn't he uh, pins her pins his umbrella to like the right of her face but uh, Kagura frees herself she kicks the uh, underside of Umibozu's head and uh, dashes away as quick as he can. And uh, she, she and she just tells him, "Leave me alone. You've that's all you've ever done anyway. And I sh- I'm going to live my own life." Oh, got some uh, some real daddy issues here. So um... yeah, she's very resentful of her father. So uh, yeah, Umibozu comes out of the smoke. And um, says, oh, so you like this wooden perch, huh? 
You know, that's all the more reason to leave. You know, have you forgotten the be- uh, the blood of a beast that runs through your veins? Uh, the blood of the Yato who, uh, who roam in search of prey? In the end, we're just dogs of the battlefield. And he just keeps going on, has, you know, all the spectators keep looking on what's going on. And says, uh, we, you know, look, 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 look what you've done to this perch of yours already. You've lost control of yourself. You know, you scared it. Or scarred it, whatever. And, uh, you know, if you stay here, sooner or later, you'll, uh, you'll snap this wooden perch in half. If you love this place, you should leave it. And if you don't want to go home, you should come with me. This is no place for you. We can't fly free through this sky. And Kagura says, no. I, I don't want to live my life like that. You know, I'm going to change here on Earth. And I know if I stay here, I can change. I'm I'm gonna stay with Ginchan. And a really nice shot of Kagura's eye. Uh, Kagura looks really cute in these two panels. But um, Umibozu is like Gin, that guy, that piece of shit. Uh, what can a bum like him do? And and he says, well, I have no choice. And uh, Flash steps behind Kagura, and says, I'll take you away by force. It's a typical shonen thing. I love it. And he, like, knocks her back with his umbrella. She goes flying. And she's, like, going through the air. And then she turns around. And she notices she's about to crash into a mother and her daughter. And she we have a close-up on her eye. And it's like, just thinks, look out. Like, she can't do anything. She can't move. So, but right in the nick of time. Like, just before Kagura is going to hit them. Gintoki swoops into the scene, and he grabs Kagura, uh, protects the mother and the child. And Kagura goes, Oh, Ginchan! And uh, the, the daughter and cries into her mother's arms. And like, they, they were definitely a, a little scared by the their close call there. And uh, Gintoki asks Kagura, like, what does she think she, uh, she's doing? And Kagura doesn't really understand what he, he means. He's, she uh, starts to ask him, but Gintoki doesn't look at her. He kind of turns his attention to Umibozu instead. Yeah, and uh, Umibozu says, oh, what do, you th- what do you think you're doing? You better not be sticking your nose into our family argument. And um, now Gin looks at all the damage and is like, look what you did to here. Like, here, yeah, you're, you're father and daughter, all right. You should... Um, you should go home. And Kagura is obviously very uh, taken aback by what Gin just said. And uh, Gin continues and says, Oh, well, I guess the Earth's too small for you after all. I think we can all see that now. Let's let's part ways. And says it so matter-of-factly as Kagura just can't believe what she's hearing. And obviously she's questioning why why all this is happening. And why Gin would say that, and Gin just kind of walks off as Kagura, you know, calls out to him and tells him to wait, keeps asking him why, you know, tell me why, why are you doing this? And and we end the volume on a very depressing note, Kagura all alone, with nobody but her father. It's just a simple but very powerful pen on Kagura, just cuddled on the ground, just alone, like... She feels so alone right now. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the end of the chapter. I thought this chapter was pr- pretty funny. I don't I don't know about you because you know Gintama, <laughs> Gintama is just all about comedy. No no dra- no drama whatsoever. 
I think this was a pretty good mix of comedy and drama. This is a great show. This chapter was a very good showcase of both. We had some nice, com- we had some pretty amusing uh, com- interactions between Gintoki uh, and uh, Umibozu at the beginning of the chapter. And then, where, but very quickly we do seg into a very like serious conversation between Umibozu and Kagura that soon becomes a fight. And it's definitely a great insight, a definitely great development for Kagura and like uh, how, how much she wants to stay in Edo as, as well as like explores some of her resentment and uh, her issues with her father. There's this definitely a great showcase for her character in this chapter. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, um, I mean, first off, this was, this was a great chapter. I I think we can both agree. But um, yeah, yeah, this was uh, yeah, you see, when I was first watching the series, when I was watching, when I was first watching the anime, I like rewatching it again with you know my friends and stuff. I I'm very I'm a, I'm a lot more appreciative of um of Kagura as a character and her I guess her character arc, which you know is isn't addressed too often, but when it is, it's always usually pretty powerful. And I think this is, uh, so far, this is no exception. I mean, like, this is, this is something that's been around since, like, what episode of the anime was it? Episode four? So, this, this was, this is something that's, that was introduced way, way early on, you know, in the series. That's always been a part of the show is, you know, Kagura's wanting to change, wanting to uh, to not give in to her uh, Yato instincts and, you know, try to live like a normal girl, uh, which I think has always been a very compelling uh, character arc for her. And I, and I won't I won't give away anything too much, but uh, this is also nice considering, um, you know, at the time of this recording, what uh, what's going to be happening in the anime soon. The, this this week's anime episode is uh, going to be very relevant to this uh, to this uh, uh, I guess these next couple of podcast episodes. Honestly, um, you know, in terms of Kagura's character development with that particular uh, part of her character, but um, there was a time where I did not care about this character. There was a time where I where everybody was always like, "Oh man, Kagura's so awesome! She's best girl," and I'm like. I I guess I don't I don't really see it guys I don't I don't see what you're talking about and I feel stupid because now I understand what people mean honestly I want to go back in time and I want to punch myself in the face for ever not agreeing with people that Kagura was awesome cuz I I totally regret it um especially starting this podcast and going through particular uh material um especially th- especially with this arc now that we're covering um yeah I don't know just it's like I also can't imagine like reading this weekly because you know this is this is over fifty chapters in you know the manga at this point was about a year into its uh, into its run and jump and you know if you were reading it from the beginning and you got to this got to these you know got to this arc I'm I'm pretty sure like for fans this was a, this was a big deal at the time maybe I don't know probably people were savvy enough to know that Kagura probably wasn't going to leave the series but definitely. Like this, this drama, like for her, given to her, like this was the like uh, the revelation of who her father is, and then this very personal story for her. That definitely, I'm sure, was like uh, probably very engaging for fans who were keeping up with this on a two-week basis. Yeah, exactly. Like um, I think I talked to um, 
who did I talk to about the memory loss arc? I remember when I had Doctor on the show and we were talking about um, how the memory loss arc is kind of Sirachi's first, um, well, not not his first time delving in the drama because he's kind of played with it a little bit in like one-off episodes and stuff. But this, uh, but the memory loss arc was kind of the first time that Sirachi really tried to do something to kind of shake things up a bit, even though it was obvious that, uh, you know, they were going to get back together. They weren't actually going to leave each other. That would have been kind of interesting if they did, but, you know, that, that didn't happen. And uh, we were, I think we were talking about how, yeah, that was his first time delving in the drama, or first time shaking up the series a bit, and, you know, d- diving more so in the drama, and how to, I guess in how to write, uh, write like, that was around the time where I think he started to, gain his footing on how to write drama in Gintama. But I think this is, uh, this is a step up already, honestly, because, you know, like, even when I was watching the memory loss arc in the anime, and at the end of, like, the first episode, they really tried to play up that, oh, man, are they gonna get back to, is this really the end of Odd Jobs Gin? And I was like, no. There's, like, there's like 200 more episodes. That's, that's not. That's not, that's not. That's not gonna. It's not gonna end here. That's dumb. But you know, when I first watched this, when I first watched, uh, you know, episode 40, I felt. I felt like the stakes were here. I felt like maybe things could change, or some something was gonna come out of this. I don't. know. Do you see what I'm saying at all? Yeah, they're definitely because definitely. What's important for Kagura in this arc? We've seen that how Ka- dedicated Kagura is to her friends and to changing herself and staying in Edo. So definitely like we like, and there's the, the panel here where we see like in like tell her, like you should go home. Like her eyes are like, go totally white. And she's like, this is definitely a very personal arc for her. This is definitely a, a, an arc that she definitely grows from and definitely the characters relationships with each other, like her relationship to Gin and Shipachi. That definitely strengthens from this arc as well. Oh boy, yes. I I was really I was like compared to the memory loss arc. What I'm trying to say is I I was really feeling it this arc, and I was only like an episode in. Again, the the, the stakes the stakes I felt were there compared to that arc. And actually, what's ma- what makes this even sadder is that um, it hasn't even been more than like a volume's worth of manga since we just dealt with the memory loss arc. Memory loss it's arc. The same volume. Yeah, it's, like, it's the same the volume. Memory loss arc begins this volume. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it hasn't been that long since we just had to deal with that. And, you know, we had Kagura being all like, "No, I'm not going to leave Gin. I'm I'm going to be the last branch on this tree or whatever metaphor that was." And which, you know, I don't think really gives anything away, but that that moment it, there's going to be a callback to that later in this arc, which I thought was um which I thought was a nice touch. The the the, the first time I was like, uh, I I ever thought, oh my god, there's a continuity with this show. <laughs> um, and and like even getting Kagura's like little goodbye is actually kind of sad, you know. And like I said, especially since we just went through the memory loss arc, where we got to see how important Gin was to Kagura. So this that just kind of makes us even sadder. Yeah, definitely. But um. I don't think there's anything else I want to say in particular about this chapter. I think we covered all the bases. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, just that I think that this art came in in just the right time in terms of uh, where the series was at this point. Like it's at this point, like the memory loss art came in about a year uh, into the series, the serialization. I think definitely having a 
another serious arc, another character focused serious arc, like just a couple chapters away from that was definitely a good move, and it was definitely a a very good time to start uh, diving deeper into characters, especially start developing Hagra's character arc, which is a very important recurring character arc in in the series, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, those were the first two chapters of Umi Bozu. I think uh, next episode we're going to be covering uh, chapters fifty-nine to sixty-one. Uh, so look forward to that. But until then, um, guys, you should buy Gintama. You really should. It's a it's a good it's a good manga. It's a good series. You know, if you're not watching the anime, go go buy the manga on Amazon. It's still in print. Um, either from Amazon or from Right Stuff. That's uh, Volume Seven, or you don't even have to buy Volume Seven. You just just buy Volume One, Two, Three, Four, Five, or Six, or just buy all of it. Really, that would be like the most preferable thing. Um, just go, just go buy it. And I guess also, you know, uh, I don't know how likely this is going to happen now that the manga could possibly be ending this this coming year, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you wanna, if you want to be able to read this digitally, I'd say just keep, just keep bothering Viz Media about it. Like, tell, tell, yeah. tell them that you want it, cause, you know, they, they do, they do listen to fan feedback, so if enough people want it, hopefully there is enough people who want it, but if there are enough people who want it, enough people who tell them that they want it, maybe, maybe they'll consider it. life lesson segment and we're going to be talking about lesson 57 to start with what's the bonbon and whiskey bonbon mean um i don't know sirachi i can't answer that for you (laughs) um god i don't know um you ever try you ever try a whiskey bonbon uh no i don't think i've ever had a whiskey bonbon. you ever you ever have you ever try a bonbon before yeah i have actually had a bonbon I, I was in French class and French classes in high school, so I had I had them uh, during some like uh, end of the year class Christmas parties or whatever. They're pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever had bonbons before. I think the closest I've ever had to a whiskey bonbon was uh, I was at the mall with uh, with Jay one time I think, and um, they have a they have a neat little candy shop uh, in the mall we go to, and. Um, I had enough money on me to where I thought, yeah, I'm gonna buy this little uh, chocolate thing that looks like a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> uh, apparently there was, like, some kind of alcoholic liquid in it or something, and I tried it, and I'm not sure if it was whiskey, but it was it was okay. I probably wouldn't buy it again. It was, like, $5. <laughs> I'm never going to buy that ever again. Um, it was pretty small, too. I think that's like the like again. That's the closest thing I've ever had to a whiskey bonbon. Um, I don't know how this relates to the chapter whatsoever. Um, now, because this was probably uh, came out around Valentine's Day. Yeah, and you know we had that 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 uh, cover page was that was like definitely Valentine's Day themed. I think this uh, just refers to that. It was just timely for Valentine's Day. It doesn't have anything to do with the chapter, but it had 
to do with, you know, just the holiday going around at the time the chapter was published. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Um, it's like you said, it has like nothing to do with the story whatsoever. As far as the question itself, I think in Japan they call whiskey bonbons just whiskey bonbons. And I guess bonbon is like a French word, so maybe some Japanese people don't know what bonbon specifically means. Huh, okay. Bonbon is, has like two meanings. It can refer to a specific type of candy, which is like a small, like chocolate covered, like a uh, uh, confection, or in like just general French, just general modern French, it's just the French word for candy. Okay, see, I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Hmm. I, I didn't think about it like that. Um, okay, there you go. Does the chapter title make sense? Maybe. I don't know. It might make sense more to Japanese people who don't know what bonbon specifically means as a word. Yeah, okay. That's that's fair. So, um that that was um that was a very deep chapter title. Um and then next we have uh lesson fifty eight, give a thought to planned pregnancy. Um, which this one's a little clearer. Um this definitely relates to uh the conversation that uh Umibozu and Kagura were having and uh how he find out that uh it's it's very very heavily implied that uh Umibozu and Kagura's mother uh probably married each other out of wedlock. Yeah. Which which means Kagura was possibly a mistake. Um which that's a, that's a horrible way of wording it, but that's 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 possibly what's uh, going on there. I I think it's pretty black and white honestly how this relates to the chapter there i don't think there's any real deep meaning to this at least not to me um i'm sure if i had like josh dunham on here he'd probably <laughs> he'd probably find some kind of weird meaning or something probably related to history that guy is super insightful i'm so impressed at how he can analyze things i wish i i could dig into things that well yeah there, there's a reason i would like to, i would like to have him on for every life lesson segment ever Cause that that would that would make this uh, that would make the segment so much easier to host. Um, <laughs> would literally take all the thinking off of me and put it on my guests. Cause that's usually what I like to do. I don't like thinking. Who who likes to think? Um, that sounds really bad. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I yeah I don't really think there's anything else to talk about here. It relates to Kagura and her father and the conversation they had, um, and possibly her birth. Uh, the cha- I think the chapter title makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, you agree. Okay. So, um, that was probably one of our shorter life lesson segments. Um, if you have, if you guys have anything, uh, you want to add to our insights or, you know, if you have any thoughts on past chapter titles or any chapter titles coming up in the future, um, you can email your thoughts to get lessons at gmail.com. I would love to hear, uh, your thoughts on any particular chapter title you may be thinking about at the moment. Um, so yeah. I think that's about it. We're going to go on to the next thing. This is the anime manga comparison segment for episode 40 of the anime. Um... Not much different with this episode. It pretty much covers these two chapters pretty succinctly. Um, not sure if that's the right word to use, but whatever. Um, so uh, it does start off with a uh, 
with a trailer for Aliens vs. Yakuza, except uh, the main actor's name in the anime is changed from uh, Riki Takeuchi, who, again, is a real actor, to uh, Joe Otono Naji, which I guess is supposed to be, like, uh, some kind of weird pun. Yeah, according to Crunchyroll, uh, they had it would briefly flashed up, but it, I think his name translates to, like, adult circumstances or something. Yeah, you know, he's, he's supposed to be an adult and manly and stuff. And, uh, uh, cons- oh my god, so we'll, we'll get to, uh, I guess this is kind of my transition into what I kind of thought about the episode, um, a little bit, but, uh, considering how, um, how poorly I think this drawn episode, this episode is in some places, um, the trailer itself wasn't very animated, there wasn't really a lot of action, so, like, it was, the, the trailer wasn't exactly, like, very exciting, but, you know, it was supposed to be a parody or whatever, so I didn't really care too much about it. I just, I just thought that for a, for a, for a fake trailer for a fake movie called Aliens vs. Yakuza, it wasn't, like, particularly exciting. Yeah, they could have gone crazier with it, I think, you know, made it more ludicrous. I think it would have been funnier if it was more over the top than it was. Yeah, so I think Joe just kind of, like, leaps and is about to cut an alien, and then the screen kind of freezes. And that's about as much... And that's about as animated as that trailer is, honestly. I think the second time they show it, like, in the middle of the episode, with a bunch of, like, people commentating on the movie, including Hijikata, <laughs> I think that, that one was funner just because of the people of the people commentating, specifically, like, seeing Hijikata, like, about it, so... I think I tweeted about this, but uh, but fun fact: Hichikata's reactions to Aliens vs. Yakuza is has the, basically the same reaction that Jay had to The Force Awakens. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to know Jay's thoughts on The Force Awakens, uh, just that that's that's basically what they are, because you know everybody cares. Um, but yeah, uh, so that pretty much kind of transitions into uh, my big gripe with this episode. I'm really glad I didn't have Josh on this episode because he would have he would have torn this episode apart. Because he already makes so many jokes about how the animators at Sunrise at the time were probably being paid in, like, pennies to animate this. Just like modern Natoli animators. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that that's about right. Holy sh- Yeah, this is like... Mm, no, I don't know. Like, I, actually, now that you say that, I, I kind of agree that this was, like, Toei-level animation for, for this particular episode. Which, honestly, like, even before I get into, like, my favorite more, like, uh, uh, my favorite screenshots from the episode, um, I'm gonna say that, and I'm not sure how many, I'm not sure how many of our listeners have watched the show, but I'm assuming you probably have, Sid, um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know this is being recorded, and some people are probably gonna get mad at me for saying this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is pretty much, like, this is pretty much comparable to, like, episode four of Gurren Lagann. Except the facial expressions in this particular episode of Gintama are a lot more expressive than in that episode <laughs> of Gurren Lagann. For, for those who don't know, no, Gurren Lagann is pretty much uh, he, really awesome mech show for people who don't really particularly care about mech shows. Well, even for people who do care about mech shows, it's pretty awesome. Mm, I, I guess, but I, I've seen a lot of people who like who, like, can't get into Gundam or... You know, stuff of that nature. Still, really like Gurren Lagann. Yeah, Gurren Lagann's like more over the more over the top, sh- like a sh- 
shown in action compared to stuff like Gundam, which is usually more like uh, has a lot more is a lot slower has is has a lot of politics in it and stuff. But yeah, like that that particular episode of Gurren Lagann is incredibly infamous for how how non-expressive a lot of the characters' faces in that episode are. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I could be making this up, but I I thought I heard somebody got fired over that episode. But don't don't take uh, don't quote me on that because I I could be wrong about that. But I thought I heard that somewhere. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, th- this episode in terms of its art, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like it's funny because people are people were complaining about the the latest episode of the anime that came out around uh, Christmas week and how off model some of the characters were in that episode, they've clearly forgotten about this episode. Because this episode has a lot of really, really weird-looking shots. Um, a lot of times where the characters are off-model. A lot of, yeah. And I, I think I went pretty crazy with the screen caps the other day on Twitter, um, posting all those. Um, I, will, I will be including those in the, uh, uh, in the episode description or whatever, in the show notes on the website, because I do want people to see those. One of my favorite ones is the very slant-eyed, effeminate-looking Kondo <laughs> from from when he's meeting up with Umi Bozu. That one's kind of funny. Um, K- Kagura's facial expressions around the time where she's being dragged away by the alien and while she's dragging Gintoki and Shinpachi, a lot of those don't look very good. There's a... Oh my god, the the part where... The part especially where like she tried to she tries to spit on Gintoki's foot and then like makes this like really evil like face and stuff like first off around the time she spits on Gintoki's foot she looks extremely cross-eyed which I thought was really funny that had me dying and then um two of my favorite shots and and this was the Gurren Lagann type of facial animation that I was talking about where like it's like two frames of animation to like uh, animate her lip flaps and like the two screenshots that are used for that are amazing like i took i took a picture of like really fr- frowny faced grumpy kagura uh that i'm going to start using whenever i can um again i'll i'll put i'll put that in the show notes too did did you see any of any of those tweets at all yeah i saw a couple of them i agree that i i definitely my favorite of uh, facial expressions like the kagura when she's like dragging Kentucky and shinpachi like her cross eyes like her evil face that that definitely happened i really found that funny god because so many of those faces are not drawn well oh my god and Kentucky and shinpachi look off model in places and Basically, a lot of the first half of this episode is um, just doesn't. It could look so much better. The second half of the episode doesn't look as bad, but you know there were still things like um, oh, there's like one or two shots that look kind of weird. But other than that, my biggest problem with the second half of the episode is that the action was not animated well. I thought that was actually pretty lazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It definitely wasn't very exciting in terms. Of, the action wasn't that exciting, and no, could have no. even with a limited uh, animation budget, they could have probably like uh, shot it or like they could have did, did some more creative like boarding to make use of their what they had, their limited budget. But uh, the, it was it was more uh, straightforward in terms of how how they framed the fight scenes. It wasn't completely 
carbon copy of the manga, but it wasn't too far off from it. So, actually, I thought the manga looked better. Oh, yeah, no, the manga looks better. The manga, well, for, yeah, I mean, obviously in the manga, the characters aren't like off model so much, and definitely, like, there's a lot more dynamic. The action feels more dynamic because it's the, the just. I mean, the manga ha- obviously manga is composed of many still images, but yeah. still images all look r- really impactful and well drawn. But in the anime, because everything needs to be mo- moving or it should be moving, things don't quite have the same impact. No, not at all. Yeah, the framing could framing of shots could be better. I think my least favorite shot from this episode was. Um... It, it's right. It's right after they cut from uh, Kondo, you know, uh, psychoanalyzing Umibozu and Kagura's relationship. And th- there's this one shot where like they're fighting in the air, and like, oh my god, I hate that shot. So, like, seriously, like I thought that looked super bad because like that was like some Dragon Ball Z type of fighting in, in both quality and the way it was shot. I feel like if I knew how to edit video and I knew how to like use Adobe Premiere, I could I could literally animate that fight the same way. Like, like the, like the model, the character models were literally just moving. Y- you know what I mean? Like it felt really static. Yeah, well, it, they definitely didn't use that many different like uh, frames. Like not just a limited number of drawings and just very minimal movement. Yeah, just it. It, it just it looked really cheap. Yeah. Okay, but I think that's enough of that. Um, so I don't think there was too much else I wanted to talk about with this, other than um, uh, like we said in in the manga recap, uh, there are some funny extra shots during when uh, the Shinsengumi are looking for uh, pandas, quote unquote. And um, not only do they like look for real pandas. But they also, like, run into prostitutes with face masks. I'm assuming they're prostitutes. I don't know what else they'd be. Maybe that's a reference to, like, a, a person who looks like her or, a, like, anime. Like, it's another ref- It's a reference to something. Uh, Maybe. Possibly. Um, and also another, like, really useless detail that uh, no one but me is going to care about is that um, they, they added Ketsuno Ana to the uh, to the newscast that Okita was watching whereas in the where as she wasn't in the manga. So I thought that was kind of interesting. She's the we- she reports on the weather though. So. Yeah, that yeah, see, that's why that's weird. Yeah, that's a strange addition. Yeah. Um but I think like the last thing I want to talk about that I thought was actually pretty well done in the anime. I thought they did a better job of um of Kagura and Gintoki's uh departure in this episode like there are like one or two added lines in there that i think that make that scene a lot more powerful um particularly where uh kagura says that she'll she wants to stay with gin and the others forever in edo they like they, they kind they kind of expand on that just a little bit not much but it, it's enough to make you really feel sad or at least sadder than you did reading it and stuff like her trying to grab for gin but gin tells her to stop and you know says that earth isn't where she belongs and just a, just a few like little added things here and there that i thought just made the scene a lot sadder and i also thought um this was kind of nice because um and i'm not sure how many people will agree with me on this but cuz in the manga i felt gin pretty uh gin uh, pretty much was talking to kagura pretty straightforwardly and you know like 
it's not really a spoiler, but, you know, later on, Shinpachi's gonna be like, oh, well, Gin, weren't you, don't you feel bad for kicking out Kagura? What are you, a monster or something? I don't know if that's what he says, but that's just, this is what I remember. Um, you know, Shinpachi confronts him about that and how cruel he can be. But I feel like in the anime, you can, you can tell that, you know, he has a harder time in the anime letting go of Kagura compared to when you were reading the manga. Yeah, he definitely, his, he definitely does, uh, let his actual emotions betray him a little bit. It's subtle, but you definitely can feel that it's not easy for him to say what he's saying. Definitely the ending of uh, this episode is, was my favorite part of it. I thought it was very well done. Just the orange sunset hue just looked really great. And I feel they spend more time on the scene than in the manga. Like, like And that really worked to its benefit and gave it more of an emotional impact. And definitely, I think, uh, the vo- Kagura's voice actress, uh, Ri, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rie Kugimiya. Yeah, she did a great job with that scene. It, it, she really captured Kagura's heartbreak and confusion at, 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 at what Kintoki was telling her. It just really added such a, 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 a punch to that scene. Is is that it was? I definitely think that that scene was definitely an improvement. I think it was even stronger than the manga version. And that it was definitely the most memorable and my favorite part of the episode. See, I feel like Rie Kugimiya, with her in particular, I feel like she was just... ever. I feel like ever since she came out of the womb, she was just born to voice act. I haven't seen all of her roles, obviously, but from what I've heard, it just sounds like she's never had a bad, she's, she's never done a bad job. Like, I'm just, I'm just convinced that she's been, she's been, she's just been good at voice acting ever since she was a baby. I think you can say that about a lot of the Gintama voice actors. Like, they're so skilled, so skilled. They can, they can shine at both the comedy and at the drama with, with their characters and do it so flawlessly and seamlessly. Like, you can still believe these are the same characters. It's really a, 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 like a special cast that they assembled for the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I think the only other thing that happened was that there was a weird, like, little Ginpachi sensei thing at the end, which I don't really remember what it was about. I think Ginpachi was going to try to teach the class about how to, how to write the word alien in Japanese compared to, like, writing it in katakana or something, but I don't think he ever got around to that because everybody's like, I want to go see Aliens versus Yakuza, and it just kind of ends with Shinpachi being like, yes, I must go watch that movie. Yeah, which I was I was expecting him to be like I'm not going to see that movie. So I was that was just that was a, that was just a weird thing at the end. Didn't really make a lot of sense to me. It was not one of the stronger ones, certainly. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think that's really about it for this episode. So um, I know we probably I I know I gave it away already, but um, if you had to pick, uh, do you prefer the anime or manga for this for this one? I think, yeah, I prefer the manga. Like, the anime has some really good moment and moments, and I definitely like some of the... Uh, de- definitely with, like, them actually showing the Shinsengumi likes going to look for pandas. That was a good uh, touch. But I think the manga has better art. And then, yep. in terms of the, and the pacing, 
seems more solid just within the chapters themselves and they felt and then it felt in the anime episode proper so yeah I'd, I'd have to go with the manga yeah i'm probably gonna have to go with the manga too as much as i like the end of this episode a lot and i think that's pretty much the highlight of the episode i just the the uh, the the art and the way it's drawn sort of ruin it for me like it's not a bad episode by any means but it just it does not look good yeah it it really just it really could have looked a lot better like we both said this is like toei animation level work uh that the sunrise crew was producing that week and i mean i i i don't want to be too harsh because i i know that being an animator in japan is hell on earth and you get paid like shit wages for doing it so I want to be a little understanding of that kind of stuff, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. It's a bit of a sticky topic of discussion. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame the staff. I definitely think that, uh, I mean, maybe they could have tried to, I mean, definitely they were probably under constraints because this this current season was nearing its end. I mean, I'm sure they were trying to save up their money for better, bigger scenes. I, I don't know if they... I don't. Rem- I don't remember uh, if there were any standout episodes originally in the rest of the uh, first season. Like, like standout in terms of the animation. Yeah, or? in terms of the animation. Like, I can't remember if there were like definitely really, uh, really standout animation moments off the top of my head. But I mean, definitely, just in general, working on a long-running weekly anime is definitely hard i'm sure and uh it's hectic hectic and there's a lot of factors and definitely they were running low on money at this point and they did the best they could and they it worked in some areas but in other areas definitely the show suffered a little bit but it's okay it happens sometimes it, it's to be expected in a long-running show yeah, and that's another thing to keep in mind, too, is because um, we're still in that section of the anime that ran every week for just a little over 200 episodes. Yeah, four years. Yeah, and and then that's when uh, that's when the show started taking taking its breaks and all that. So it was it it, it was this I mean, this that's a long run, you know, for so many continuous weeks. Um God, like the the show could have totally ended up being like another uh, One Piece or or uh, or Dragon Ball, where like it just runs and runs and runs, and the animation and the art in general just slowly uh, begins to like deteriorate and starts to not look as good in some places, and then some places it might look really really good, but at the cost of looking really shitty um, in its next couple of episodes and pacing could have been like it could it it could have ended up being um a lot worse and i think that's why i'm sort of disappointed in this episode because i know the show can look better like 70 percent of gintama doesn't require you know really nice looking animation yeah but yeah i definitely prefer the manga on this one uh if you couldn't already tell so i think that's about it for that so if you want to watch this episode Despite my grievances with it, uh, you can watch it on Crunchyroll, either for free or uh, you can watch it uh, with a subscription to their service. It's only about six ninety five a month, and you get to watch um, not necessarily Gintama, or at least not not this 
not the first 200 episodes, but uh, um, there's still there's still a good portion of Gintama that you can watch in HD if you subscribe to Crunchyroll, and you won't have to watch ads because who likes ads? They're nece- they're a necessary evil, but nobody likes them. And you can also uh, you can also keep up with all your favorite uh, favorite Japanese cartoons that you're probably watching weekly. And uh, especially the new season of Gintama, which if you have a subscription, you can you can uh, watch the newest episodes, uh, you know, the same day it comes out in Japan. Whereas if you're watching it for free, you kind of have to kind of have to wait a week while everybody else gets it first. So don't don't be that guy. You better pay for Crunchyroll if you want good service and uh, you want to watch the anime quicker, I guess. I'm pretty sure this episode is on Collection four of the Gintama Sentai Filmworks DVDs. I know those are still in print. You can still buy those. You could buy those off of Amazon or write stuff. And if you guys have this channel, if you have DirecTV or Uverse, you can watch Gintama on TV in subtitles, not dubbed. Uh, this is still within the batch of episodes that uh, Shorts HD has acquired for their uh, television run. It's not exactly a time slot on Toonami, but... Um, it's still something, so if you have this channel, go watch Gintama on TV if you have it. Otherwise, Crunchyroll will always be around, assumedly, until the end of time, hopefully. So yeah, I think that's about it. Those are all the ways you can watch Gintama, and I think we should go on to the ending of the show. That was the episode. We did a bunch of things. We uh, we covered uh, chapters fifty seven and fifty eight, uh, aka our first uh, the first part of our Umibozu coverage, part one of however long this is going to be, and we've also had a life lesson segment covering both chapters and uh, and we had an anime mock comparison segment of episode forty of the anime, and I I had my special guest join me today. Uh, l- l- lum lum ram ram fuck. Uh, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> lum ram mayasha. Yep. Like the first names of like uh, like three major series. Well, major shonen Sunday series. Yeah, there you go. But uh, I'm gonna call him Sid because that's easier. So uh, so Sid, I guess I'll just I'll let you plug your stuff. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter, at Lumramayasha, also on my anime list under the same. Uh, I also go by Cartoon X on various forums and uh, sites. So I'm on various forums, like uh, I mainly go to the Animation Revelation forum, and I uh, write Shonen Jump reviews and manga reviews on there. Although it's been a a couple of weeks since I've been able to do so because uh, school... But uh, I actually do have some stuff planned now that uh, it's a new year, and uh, I'm hoping to get a review of the newest issue, which came out today, first issue of the year, and uh, getting hopefully get that out by the end of the week, as well as uh, some year-end manga uh, manga list, top manga of 2015, top manga chapters of 2015. Hopefully I'll have those up by the weekend as well. And uh, yeah, that's basically about it uh i don't have any uh i mean i'm planning to start a 
art blog soon. I've been meaning to do that for a long time, but uh, not I haven't done it yet. But hopefully, uh, by the time that uh, we do we do this again, that'll be up and I'll have some stuff. So yeah, uh, there we go. So yeah, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. That's at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. I'm pretty friendly. You can talk to me about a lot of things. Um, I, I can't really think of too many things I don't like talking about. Maybe sports. Maybe maybe uh, politics. Sports and politics and... Uh, uh, what's the third one? What's a third taboo? Uh, huh? Elfin Lied? Oh yeah, Elf and Light. Yeah, that, those are pretty much my three taboo things I don't like talking about. Um, maybe religion. Religion. Religion is always a great topic to bring up at like, you know, at a family dinner. It's always a nice thing to talk about, and uh, it's always pleasant. I was trying to make some kind of stupid commentary there that's not actually funny. I gotta stop doing that. Uh, so, yeah, just talk to me. I'm pretty friendly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite your head off. I'm a cool guy. I like to think I'm a cool guy. Um, uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I do a lot of other podcasts. Listen to the Manga Corner. I talked about A Silent Voice, which is probably one of the best manga I've ever read. Um, go listen to that. If you want to hear me talk about Toriko, you can listen to the Heavenly Kings podcast. If you want to hear me talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed, you could uh, listen to One Podcast Prevails. But other than that, you can uh, visit our website at gintolifelessons.wordpress.com. You can listen to us on Stitcher or the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Or you can also listen to us on Player FM. That's another option. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T, GintaMangaCast. You can also follow us on GintaMangaCast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can also email us anything about the podcast, Gintama, uh, why you why you hate me, why you love all the guests I bring on at uh, GintaLifeLessons at gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on our uh, occasional threads on the Gintama subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Gintama. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, I'm not expecting to get into, like, the top ten... Uh, media, podcasts, whatever of all time or anything, but uh, reviews and stuff it do help us uh, to help expose ourselves a little better on iTunes. That sounds really dirty considering it's a Gintama podcast, so yeah. Thank you, uh, Sid, for coming on. Um, it's not, it's not going to be your last appearance, hopefully. Oh no, I'm coming back. You you still owe me two more episodes. We're not done with Umibozu yet. Oh yeah, I'll be back for more. We gotta, we gotta see what we have. We gotta see what happens to Kagura. We gotta see what's going on here, because I obviously don't know what's gonna happen. Will Kagura really leave the series? Probably. Let's be honest. She probably will. Um. So yeah, Sid will be back on for uh, part two of our Ubibozu coverage. Uh, when we'll be recording that, we gotta figure that out. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and uh, hopefully we will uh, see you next time for. Uh, episode 43 of Life Lessons the Gintama Manga Cast, aka uh, the Umibozu Arc coverage part 2. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>